recent Fidelity investment survey showed 71% of Americans are concerned about the impact of inflation, about volatile markets, and what's the impact of all of this on reaching their retirement goals. Today on today's podcast, we'll outline five retirement-related risks for you to avoid in 2022. Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. It's a podcast on proper retirement planning and everything to consider given uh, changes in the economy, of course, changes out of Washington. That's the that's how Fred Sade keeps up with uh, and on behalf of his clients with what's happening in the right strategies for retirement. Welcome to Money Matters USA. That is the name of this podcast. That is the name of the fiduciary firm founded and managed by Fred Sade, who is uh, has a PhD in economics from Duke University. And Fred, in the financial uh, industry for over 25 years is a fiduciary. He's a licensed fiduciary. Fred, you said from that Fidelity survey, 71% of Americans are concerned about the impact of inflation. I'm wondering, who are those other 29% not concerned? Living in a cave. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Yeah, just hunting and gathering, I guess, and not worrying about buying. I can't imagine imagine not being uh concerned about about inflation yeah um, i mean it it, it 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 reaches everyone nobody's immune to it it may hurt some people more than others but it's going to hurt everybody so i it's with, i don't know yeah. i mean there's always some under, there was always some people who say no nah, i'm fine or i'm undecided i haven't decided yet uh, i'm not wide awake so i don't make decisions until the afternoon i don't know <laughs> well i was trying to figure out um <clears throat> i guess maybe if they talk to elon musk or uh mark zuckerberg uh jeff yeah. bezos or warren buffett though he's kind of frugal from what i understand you know lives in a modest house and yeah modest office his office looks like he hasn't changed it since the 70s. So probably hasn't. <laughs> the look of it. Yeah, he probably uh, hasn't. <laughs> I, I've gone past this house in um, West Omaha. Mm-hmm. It's right, right off uh, Dodge. It's, um, uh, it's in the old section uh, of town. It's uh, going through gentrification. Mm-hmm. And so some, some streets are, you know, nice high-rise office buildings, nice houses, others other houses or, um, you know, uh, eventually going to be knocked flat mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, gentrified. So it's it's a mixed area. It's a nice house. It's a circular driveway, and it's uh, got a high high series of gates that surround the house, the corner house. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nice house. Okay, so not but so not modest. Pretentious, you know, <laughs> not pretentious. Not pretentious. Yeah. Million dollar uh, estates in <laughs> right. <Malibu>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we are going to. Uh, Fred's going to uh, dive in a little deeper with inflation coming up in this first half of the podcast. But we're looking at risks to avoid in retirement planning, and this is um, certainly riskier now. Well, that's a good thing that we're living longer. We're living longer, so longevity risk is the first one here, Fred. Yeah, it is, uh, and you you have you have to plan for an extended uh, lifetime, far more extended than your parents. People rule of thumb is they say, "Well, my parents lived to this age or that age, and uh, I don't I, I don't expect to live any longer than they did." But mm. but that's false because mm-hmm. you know the. Uh, the atmosphere was polluted. People's diets were different. We didn't have medications that we do now. We have surgical procedures that they didn't have. We have diagnostic testing that they didn't have. Uh, one of the uh, interesting things, of course, is this push out of, uh, of uh, required minimum distributions. It only uh, impacts a certain number of people. Uh, the uh, number that I've seen uh, from uh, at the Ed Slot organization is that 68% of people take uh, funds from their uh, tax-deferred accounts prior to the age of 72. Uh, but um, now at 72, or if this Secure Act 2.0 ever gets passed, we're not talking about going to age 75. So I'm not sure that makes any sense, really, uh, with, with, the, with the RMDs. But uh, one of the things is that for some people who, are, are, who will look to the RMDs, uh, they're going to wind up with taking smaller RMDs for a shorter period of time, which means that they're going to have a much larger legacy. So you really have to think about, is that what you want to uh, accomplish, or do you really have something else in mind? And this is a good time to really look at uh, not just the longevity, uh, and, and the Society of Actuaries has a terrific longevity calculator. Um, and you want to think about, uh, you know, what's, what is the... What is your plan on uh, on leaving uh, a legacy? Is it uh, for your kids or grandkids? Is it to a favorite charity? It's a good time to to think about that. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, um, that is part of your whole planning process, and we are going to be digging into that a little bit too, yeah. coming up on the podcast. Uh, you know, it's not all financial. Another thing is just the risk of being bored. You know, you don't want to boring retirement you need fun plan for fun the tedium risk yeah yeah that's an important consideration uh you know it's pretty typical of people not thinking through what they're going to do in retirement and how often have i heard oh i've got i've got all these projects blah 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 after three months all the projects are done Okay, what are you going to do next? Now, some people unretire. 
uh, work part-time just because they haven't thought the retirement through. Other people uh, are, are very bored when they stay home, watch TV, don't do very much. I ran into a neighbor the other day um, who retired about five years ago and hadn't seen this neighbor very much uh, over the past couple of, couple of years. And I was shocked how much older this person uh, became. I asked him hmm. how they feel. Oh, yeah, I feel fine. What have you been up to? Well, not very much. And I think that's that's a part of it. Not not enough stimulating uh, activity. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you really have to um, think about what is it that you're going to do? How are you going to enjoy yourself? How much of your money are you going to put toward uh, play? I think you have to turn some of that income into into play activities and uh, th- and think think that think that through you you really need to have some way of enjoying uh, your lifestyle this is uh, have a lifestyle mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be more than watching you know TV yeah it has to be I mean yeah um, whatever it is maybe it's something you could that turn your your free time into some type of a money-making thing one yeah, thing could be yeah I you mean, never know it, it depends maybe you're good at carpentry maybe you maybe you uh, can make furniture or maybe you're good at uh, repairing electronic things so maybe you'll have a repair service there's a doctor um, i heard this story this is a recent thing he um went he's retired he was a he was a doctor and he's now uh, doing what he did in high school he's he's a lifeguard and oh i saw that <laughs> he's what I 70 saw that. <laughs> yeah having yeah, a ball yeah. yeah he's 67 years old it's the same one okay. and he's been a lifeguard at 17 or 18 <laughs> yeah, yeah that's cool and hey what a lifeguard to have right a doctor yeah. i feel safe at that pool or wherever you it know, is. That that's a fun thing. That's a fun thing to do if, mm-hmm. if you're if you're at that point in you know in in life. So why not? Absolutely. Why not? And uh, I understand there uh, a lot of the uh, women in their seventies and eighties there have a big crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was in pretty good physical shape. That's what shape, I heard. I haven't that? seen his picture, but I heard he looked really oh, yeah, good. There, there I mean, that's was. young. He, I mean, he was sixty-seven. Yeah. Um, uh, the New York Post had a had a picture uh, of him. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, he he looked great. Yeah, yeah. Didn't look his age. I got to pull that up. I'd only heard the story. Um, speaking of doctors, uh, out of pocket health care costs. Um, that's something that you help your clients plan for early on. Yeah, uh, we te- we have um, we have a ver- an excellent uh, program. That allows us to deal with longevity, Medicare, and um, and long-term care. And there are three modules in the program, though we can do any module. You don't have to do all three. But people are under the misimpression that Medicare covers 100% of their expenses, and that's that's just not not true. It covers about forty percent. Uh, you can—that's traditional Medicare. You can you can buy a supplement that will cover twenty uh, percent of, of Medicare approved expenses. If Medicare doesn't approve it, then the supplement will not uh, will not cover it. 
but um, the coverage is is pretty good. Uh, I'm not saying it isn't, but but there's a lot that isn't covered. And uh, if Medicare decides that something is experimental, it won't cover it uh, at all. And sometimes you can have a lot of grief in in the way uh, something is billed and the way Medicare handles it. So um, there's a whole industry that has grown up that uh, that uh, disp- that will help you uh, not just file your claim, but go through the Medicare uh, appeals process, which is a bit of a black box. And uh, these people do do a good job. Mm-hmm. But, but the important thing is you're going to have out-of-pocket expenses. Because uh, if, if Medicare says it's experimental, or you have a condition that uh, the best source of treatment is not local and you want to go to it, then Medicare may say, hey, you could have gone locally or we're going to pay the amount that we would have paid if you had gone to local XYZ, but you didn't. You you went to this center that is you know cutting edge and we're not going to pay for cutting edge. We're, we're just going to pay the same amount. So you may have a significant uh, out-of-pocket um, expense that you that you will have to handle somehow. You know, we had a 14.5% Part B premium increase in 2022. And I yeah. was reading recently that was anticipating the cost of that one. Uh, it's an Alzheimer's drug, right? But then I was also hearing that it may it, now that for for so you may, you can probably expand on this. Uh, it, it's it wasn't or isn't going to be as ex- expensive as they originally thought. Yeah, the, um, the, the, they negotiated an agreement uh, to reduce the the price of the of the drug, uh, and so we'll, yeah. we'll see how many people actually are prescribed this uh, this medication. Well, hopefully, we won't see a boost, a premium boost as high in twenty twenty three. Well, you know, there's there's a question of whether or not the uh, cost of living benefit uh, in uh, in Social Security uh, is going to be offset to a considerable extent by, by the by the by the um, cost uh, for the uh, Part B premium that mm-hmm. you have to pay to the government how, how what what will be the free cash flow yeah, uh, yeah. after that and uh, I've seen a number of articles uh, on this uh, with different calculations so at, at this point I, I have no have no idea because I I've seen different numbers. Right, right. Uh, we don't know yet. But but that. I but whatever the net amount of uh, of Social Security increase will be, it, it if any of these numbers are right, the it, it will be below the rate uh, the the uh, the rate of inflation, which right now is at eight point five percent official. Officially, Fred's going to talk more about inflation coming up. But first, let's look at this risk and the uh, risk of if you were to have poor asset risk allocation, uh, not having you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. Number one. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, we we know from one theory that people that, uh, are hurt more by losses uh, than than the amount of pleasure they get. Uh, from from gains, and that that tends to make people uh, risk adverse, and so they are very 
concerned about uh, how, how aggressively they're going to uh, invest. And, and there's some validity uh, to that, but overcautiousness is also dangerous because uh, you, you just risk uh, going you know, further and further uh, behind. And, and you have to, well, you, you should have some assets that are going to be available uh, for growth. Uh, again, to offset the the risk of uh, you know of inflation and and the risk of uh, longevity, um, there are there are some people who are excessively uh, aggressive, and uh, and and th- and with them you you really have to work with them uh, to 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 get to get them to recognize that. That some of their money has to generate uh, income, even if they don't want to use annuities, they still have to use some assets that are going to are going to produce um, reliable, may not be guaranteed, but at least some reliable uh, income, which which they won't be able to get if if their purpose is just uh, just growth. And I, I think there's another question that you have to. That you have to ask is growth for what purpose? What is the purpose of, of trying to grow the portfolio? I mean, if um, if the portfolio, if you have a two million dollar portfolio and and your desire is to grow it to four million, and it takes you fifteen or eighteen years, you're now age eighty, and the portfolio is now four million. Well, the question is, was it was it really worth it? To get to the four million, what is it that you gave up? All the, all the enjoyment, all the things you could have done to get to that four million number. Wouldn't you be better off if it, if you spent some of that money and maybe then maybe you'd be three million, but you spent it and you enjoyed it right. and you enjoyed your life, spent time with your wife, spent time with your kids and your and your grandkids. What what's the better outcome? The yeah. Four million. Uh, where you got nothing out of your life or the three million where you enjoyed life. So you gave up a million dollars. The world's not going to end. Sun's going to come up in the morning and the sun is going to set at night. Nothing is going to change. That's right. And you had fun. And uh, isn't that what we're all working towards anyway? Uh, Now for inflation. Uh, We're recording uh, on Monday, August 29th. So last week, Fed Chair Jerome Powell warned of pain ahead Uh, in the uh, effort to reduce inflation. Restoring price stability will take some time and requires using our tools forcefully to bring demand and supply into better balance. Reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below-trend growth. Moreover, there will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, They will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. Now, he didn't come out and say that just for kicks. And, of course, he really scared Wall Street that day. Um, What are you what are you thinking, Fred? What what can we expect? Well, um, the equity markets are still still think that that Powell is going to blank. They think that that we'll get 75 basis points, 50 basis points. And once the economy uh, is tossed into a deeper recession, 
that Powell will blink and uh, and the Fed will back off. That's that's the view on Wall Street. It's just a question: Does it happen at the end of 2023, or does it happen at the beginning of 2024? The the bond markets initially had no reaction whatsoever. Uh, Treasury bill didn't really move. The 10-year Treasury didn't move significantly. This morning, uh, they are moving uh, a bit, and uh, the uh, yields are uh, are up again. So the discounting is uh, is is occurring. Um, I, I I I don't know. Really, and, and nobody really knows uh, how deep this recession is going to be. There's a lot of you know commentary about the recession not being severe. It's it's not severe right now. It doesn't mean uh, that that it won't be later on, or we could have a double dip. Nobody really uh, really knows, but. You, as a pre-retiree, or you're already in uh, retirement, uh, it's absolutely essential to offset uh, inflation risk. So I just went to an inflation calculator and uh, looked at the value of $1 from 2019 to where we are in 2022. Right now, a, a $2019 dollar uh, in 2022, you need a dollar 16 to buy what a dollar bought in 2019, which is a 15.9 percent rate of inflation. Uh-huh. And if we go to 2008, a dollar in 2008 to a, to what would what do you need in 2022? That's a dollar 38 hmm. to equal that 2008 dollar. So that's a 37.6 percent rate of inflation. And in that period, so we I, had relatively I, low inflation, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it, well, because the <clears throat> core inflation uh, understates the true inflation because you, you're taking out uh, food, fuel, <laughs> right, and housing. Makes no sense and, to me. And uh, the anyway. Fed says, "Well, it's too volatile." Well. <laughs> People have to pay that. Right. So it understates uh, inflation and their core PCI deflator, their favorite uh, measure, further understates it because that's down around five and change. So uh, that, those aren't real numbers. I mean, you go you go to buy gasoline, you, you know it's 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 uh, it's it's much higher than it was uh, a year ago uh, or eighteen months ago. You go to the store. Um, anything that you want to touch is uh, is expensive. Uh, so you know you know that the that the, the inflation has a reality irrespective of uh, uh, you know of the official numbers. So I, I think the point is that that you have to have a plan in place so how you're going to counteract inflation, how you're going to offset uh, that. And that that means uh, that um, that you need a strategy. You need a you need a plan. So, so I come back to what I said before. Um, you have to know what the purpose is, why you're doing what you're doing, and that requires a, a plan and a periodic review to make sure the plan is is on on track. You you simply you you just simply can't time the market you don't if you're you're in your 70s or 80s you don't have time for uh, your portfolio to come back 
you need to protect yourself and you need to be able to offset uh, inflation. And maybe the Federal Reserve will get back to 2%. I, I wouldn't really want to bet uh, on on that at, at all. I, I think the Federal Reserve will settle for 4 or 5% mm. inflation and, and call it victory. Wow. Uh, and and right now, uh, you know, inflation, um, employment is an entire conversation. We could spend we could spend the entire half hour just talking about uh, employment. Uh, the the um, we have a, we have millions of people who have no interest in, in getting any work whatsoever. Uh, it's a lagging indicator. We're just going to have to see where this is. The only thing that I can tell you is that the Fed has dusted off a concept known as the Phillips curve. The Phillips curve says that there's a direct correlation between inflation and unemployment. And if you're going to reduce inflation, you have to increase unemployment to about 5%. Now, I know that the current Fed believes that. There are other people who do not, but the, but these folks are making policy. So uh, I think they they won't quit until they have infl- they have unemployment up around five percent, and I I think that's baked into the cake. So well, I, I think the bottom line of all of this is we we've covered a number of risks, but I think the key is you have to have a plan. You have to plan for extended longevity. You have to look at what your core expenses are and what your lifestyle expenses are. You need to be able to fund them and enjoy and enjoy your life. And uh, your future self will thank you for doing that. Well, you know, and your future self will thank you if you are properly planned. And these risks, I mean, Fred will go over this with you in a consultation. And he makes himself available. We've got some information on that coming up. And also, I want to mention, too, you know, the big fear is running out of money in retirement. If you visit Fred's uh, website, the firm website, moneymattersusa.net, and if you click the red light on the dashboard tab, uh, then you'll learn about the red light on the dashboard program. It helps make sure that you don't outlive your money. So that's the big fear. Uh, go to moneymattersusa.net, moneymattersusa.net. Well, can you have too much money in retirement? Probably not. But some retirees are finding that they do have some excess cash, even after all their bills are paid and, and they're debt-free. So Fred is going to cover straight ahead some ways to share the wealth before you pass away. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principal, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800 800- 593-8188. We're back. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Fred Sade is a fiduciary. His firm is moneymattersusa.net. And as you just heard, Fred is available at 800-593-8188. 
No matter where you are listening to this podcast, if you'd like to talk to someone and just set up that initial consultation with a retirement specialist, well, then Fred's available at 800-593-8188. We're going to look into what you can do with your money if you have excess money coming up. It's kind of a really a segment on estate planning. But I wanted to mention one thing, Fred, you were talking about employment earlier. And you know, it's, it always amazes me that generations always feel like, it's their generation that invented things, you know, like a lot of <laughs> in everything. A lot of younger people are going back to just a regular antenna in addition to streaming services uh, to they've discovered that, hey, just using this antenna, I can get a lot of the same things that I would get with cable. And I'm thinking, yeah, like we did. <laughs> I, I was I was the human remote control, and yeah. we had three channels, and we had an antenna, of course, so just like everyone uh, on the roof of the house. You'd, you'd change channels. Yeah. You had to turn the box on top of the TV to make the antenna move, you know. Yeah. You know, and then you start seeing the channel coming clear. The other thing is the whole quiet quitting thing, and it's almost like, I don't think younger generations have invented quiet quitting, as I understand the definition of that. It's almost like we've kind of gone full circle a little bit. My understanding of it is just not to have, in other words, get your priorities between your work life and your personal life in order. <laughs> is that how you're understanding it, too? In other words, not sure. feeling that guilt. If you're on vacation and you're sitting on the beach with your family, not feeling like you have to also be connected to work every waking moment of your life. That's, yeah, you, that, well, I agree with you. You have to unplug yeah. and, take, and take some vacation. You know, when I talk to Europeans, um, they say to me they have they just don't understand uh, two things. One is um, they have no concept of the working lunch. <laughs> right. Uh, how, if you're eating lunch, how, how can you be working? You're either working or you're eating. You I can't, can't, you you can't do, do both. Makes yeah. no sense. Nope. Now, they can understand a, a breakfast where you're having some business conversation. That's that. OK. Mm -hmm. But lunch or dinner makes no sense. No. Makes no sense to them. Um, they seem to have a, a good attitude towards work. Um, in other words, realizing the value to the employee and the employer if the employees have a chance to recharge their battery. I think it makes them more productive. Oh, I, I think I think it does, um, you know, as as well. Um, I, you know, I I, th I think I th I, th I think pe people um, I, you I I just don't think you can multitask to be to be to be truthful. I, I think you can do one thing at a time, do it well. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to do two or three or four things. I mean, you're a juggler, and, and you're not going to do anything well because you, your brain can't divide the, the brain can't hold two contrary thoughts at the same time it's it's just it's just an impossibility yeah, I, yeah. um I, I i think it's it's just it's just crazy and i people may say yeah i can multitask blah 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 but you know they're just trying to make somebody happy and well, go on doing, doing what they and I agree with what you they, on what they can do like the working lunch and it, it's hard to give your focus to whatever you're doing if you're combining it but you know the other thing too about it and i've been guilty of of this but about quiet quitting is 
I have been guilty of it uh, and still am. I love my job. I do love my job and it, that helps definitely. But I think it's just kind of just, you know, keeping your priorities straight. I don't see that as being a negative, like with the great resignation, which was cause for concern. Um, no. I don't know. Just see. It's interesting, though. It, it's just interesting to me how uh, no matter what the generation, you know, my generation, our generation also thought we invented everything. So I don't know. It's just it's funny to me the way that goes. Um, living on a fixed income can leave little room for anything else, of course. However, some retirees have amassed more than what they need. So maybe it's time to take another look at that estate plan and Make some, well, make some good things happen before you pass away. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, we, we, ju- we just had um, a, a, a tax law, a tax bill uh, signed into law mm-hmm. uh, by, by President Biden. And the interesting thing about it is how, how few tax provisions are in there. So basically, the Trump tax cuts are going to continue through the end of 2025, and then we'll see what happens. It's going to depend on who gets elected in 2026. Now, three years is not a long time uh, to plan, but this is a very good time to do estate and financial planning. Holistic planning now combines estate and financial planning. And this is a great opportunity to do it. Uh, these are important decisions that need to be made, and they're not going to be made quickly. Uh, in three years will go will go very quickly, but this is the time to, uh, to take a look. Uh, if you have um, uh, an IRA, for example, that you don't need, uh, you may want to provide distributions to a, a charity uh, of your choice. Uh, if you have other assets that um, are excess, you may get a lot of enjoyment out of making a bequest or a gift uh, in, your, in your own lifetime, during your own lifetime. So during you it. can enjoy the fact that, uh, you know, that that your your family can, um, you know, can enjoy it and you can enjoy it mm-hmm. um, uh, while you're alive. You don't have to wait until uh, uh, until you're dead. Uh, I, I prefer to life. do it alive because I want my loved ones to be beholden to me to have to visit me and feel yes. like they had to. I want them to feel like, well, we have to. He yeah. gave us this. <laughs> well, make them feel uh, guilt them into it. Right. Yeah. Um, what about? I, I happen to, yeah, I happen to like um, Roths. I, I think if gift. your son or daughter is working during the summer and they have X amount of earned income, then give them make a deposit into a Roth equal to whatever it is that they that they earn. I think that's that's great. I, I'm a great fan of giving uh, Roths uh, to to grandkids. I think that's uh, that is terrific because you give it to a, someone who a, who's relatively young um, and you have the terrific benefit of all of the tax-free growth uh, on on the Roth, the original owner of the Roth has no required minimum distribution. Spouse doesn't have RMDs. It's just non-spousals have, have RMDs from a Roth that are not taxed. Uh, I, I think it's a terrific, uh, it's a terrific way to, uh, uh, to do it. Uh, you just have to remember that the uh, 59 and a half rule is, is, still, is still in effect on an individual 
Roth IRA, so you don't want to take it out before 59 and a half. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if the if the uh, if your the grandkids are, are relatively young, that's a long time. Uh, to grow that money, I, I think is absolutely Man, isn't it? Uh, stupendous. And um, won't they thank you later? <laughs> yeah, they will. Oh, I mean, it's, man. A, it's a heck of a it's a heck of a uh, it's a heck of a deal. I just hope Congress doesn't monkey around with uh, w with the Roth IRA and their you know desire to tax anything that moves. Yeah, I hope not. But even even though wouldn't some parts of it be grandfathered in hopefully even if they did and i hope they don't well we we hope we hope that it will be yeah uh, when bob dole was running the senate um everything was grandfathered mm -hmm. when dole left they stopped grandfathering for a couple of years mm -hmm. and then they reinstituted grandfathering so we would hope that they would grandfather it's not a it's not a slam dunk, but we would hope that they would. Well, here's some a, a way you can actually, if you're retired, even help your kids out with their kids going to college, and that's invest in a 529 plan. Yeah, 529 plans have, have really been uh, improved, and um, they can be used for any kind of education. It does not have to be higher education it could be trade school it could be vocational school it could be you know hairdresser school uh what what whatever it might uh whatever it might be and um yeah you can't pay for their food plan but you can pay for their room uh and for books uh, so uh, it's it's much more favorable and if it turns out that the um that a particular child does not continue their education past high school uh, you can you can claim the fund the funds can revert to you because the whoever creates the 529 plan owns the asset and the, your, your grandkids don't own the asset mm -hmm. they can benefit from it but you own the asset okay I like that well especially given speaking of inflation something that's always been inflated for the last few decades the tuition costs so that can be a big help in that oh, yeah. speaking of also speaking of inflation how can i bonds be a not only a good gift but a great tool given our inflation climate well we like we like i bonds uh, be, because they uh, have a very high rate uh, of interest the rate the interest rate gets reset every six months um and it, uh, currently, it's 9.62%. Uh, we, we like it, um, but you just have to remember that basically it's, it's a five-year five hold. Um, and you can take it out after 18 months, uh, but you, you would forfeit the, uh, any, any interest. But uh, the, my only complaint about the I bond is the amount that you can put in. It's only ten thousand um, dollars per person. You can do another five thousand if you have a refund of your tax return and uh, up to uh, five thousand dollars. So you could do up to a maximum, <clears throat> theoretically, of, of fifteen thousand. But uh, I I like I like it. And right now, it has a positive return above the 
uh, official inflation rate, whereas tips uh, do not have a, uh, a, a rate currently. Uh, treas- the, treas- the Treasury inflation, mm-hmm. inflation um, protected securities, uh, they do not have a rate currently above the inflation rate. And, of course, if you find yourself with excess money, there's always charities doing good and also helping yourself on taxes, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you can you take 100. If, if you are over the age of 70, not 72, if you're, but 70, if you're over the age of 70, you can transfer or have the trustee transfer uh, 70,000. Uh, at the age of 70, you can transfer 100,000. Uh, to a um, charity of your choice. You will not get a tax deduction, but your income will be reduced by the 100000 Now, um, don't make the mistake of taking the 100000 and writing a check. That's not going to work. It has to be a direct, a direct transfer. Okay. So uh, this, you know, if you have a particular charity or charitable organization that you are uh, inclined to be of help to and, and you don't need this 100000 because you have a way overfunded IRA, then this is a very good uh, way to give back to the community. Now, you, you put this here, Fred, and I like it. I like it. Why not have throw yourself a birthday bash and just fly in your family? Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, you could you can earmark uh, some of the uh, earnings from your investment and and give yourself and give yourself a birthday bash. Why not? Absolutely. Um, you you could um, it could be a party. It could be a vacation destination. It could it could be. I mean, you're only limited by your imagination. Yeah. But uh, it, but enjoy it. You only you're only going around once, so you might as well make the most of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. This is a good time. Bring uh, everybody to, in. They don't have any excuses of, well, I can't afford the ticket, the plane, and all that. And nope, got it, got everybody covered. Now, here's another thing, too. And some people like to create a, a legacy, even so far as if they have a wing named after them or something like that. That's certainly something you could look at. I mean, a lot of people are into that, having their name on something. Yep. It could, it could be the wing of a building, it could be the wall. Uh, of a, a you know, of, of a, <laughs> yeah, what, whatever it might, uh, whatever it might be, uh, and this is a good way to perpetuate the family's name, or maybe it's a foundation, uh, and you put the family's name uh, on it. Uh, th- this is a, this is a way of for Americans. Uh, it, this this is really just about unique to Americans who who do this to. Uh, give back to a society that made it possible for them to uh, amass uh, uh, wealth. Is it and, really? Um, you don't, you see more of that here, you're saying? or? Oh, yeah. You, you just, you do not uh, see this kind of thing uh, overseas. This is, this is uniquely American. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you, are you giving, see, very giving. Yes. No, Ameri- Americans are uh, uh, community-minded. Yeah, even if even if there's some uh, satisfaction 
and uh, and doing that that's ego satisfying. But nevertheless, how many colleges, um, universities, uh, uh, hospitals? Do you, do you you know the, the name of the uh, benefactor is in the name. Some of, of the, it's ego. Some is just a desire to live on. You know, in some way. Yeah. Yeah, know that you you know that you were here. And you made a contribution, and people will remember your remember your name. Yeah. So well, I, in this know. countdown of what to do with excess money, a lot of it is you know in in the category of estate planning. But I'm going to say num- coming in at number one is my favorite. Spend it how you wish. <laughs> Sure. Why not? Uh, That's another it, why not. It, yeah, it's your it's your money. And right. Enjoy it. You know, you're not going to be able to take it with you. you. You came into the world naked. You're going out the same way. A lot way. of people have tried to figure out how, but they haven't been successful. Not not yet. Not yet. So why not? Why not enjoy yourself? Uh, spend it in a way that uh, gives you gives you satisfaction. You know, don't. Don't be like there are people out there who make a life, make a habit of a lifetime of thrift and it becomes an ingrained habit Mm -hmm. and they just simply can't give up that habit. What do you what are they saving it? for? Well, such a nice way of saying that, Fred, a lifetime of thrift. I mean, you you, you put it so delicately. Well, do something if you're not going to spend it on yourself. I mean, if 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 you're gonna, if your clothes come from the Goodwill store, and I'm not knocking Goodwill, but in this context, and and uh, do something constructive with that money, benefit society if you have no heirs in your family. Do something that society will will benefit. Your name will be perpetuated rather than having the federal and the state government just confiscate the money and say, ah, there's no heirs. It belongs to us and we'll spend it however we want. What's the point of it? Yeah, I mean, again, that goes back to we are kind of it's it's ingrained in us to be giving but, of course, set aside that fine money, too. Well, Fred, gr- good stuff here. I mean, we covered risks. We covered what to do with excess money, excess money in your retirement, which is certainly uh, a lot of people find themselves with something. Uh, they want to leave a legacy or they want to help their family right now or while they're still alive. All of these things are components of retirement planning. And this will all come up in that consultation with Fred that you can schedule. Simple phone call. Simple phone call. Fred will get back with you and schedule it when and how you want it may need to be a a zoom meeting or something like that doable 800-593-8188 800-593-8188 we've got fred's contact info too on the the landing page of the podcast and moneymattersusa.net be sure to visit uh, fred's website and click that red line on the dashboard tab fred as always a pleasure enjoy this we do it weekly we drop these every friday well, you take care. Enjoy the long weekend that's coming up. That's right. We're recording on the Monday before Labor Day weekend coming up. So the official end of summer and yeah. everything's getting kind of back to normal. But, of course, we keep it rolling 12 months a year. And uh, every Friday we drop this podcast, Money Matters USA.
Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA LLC. Fred Said and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.